You're listening to Life of Revival Radio with Pastor Zachary Weber. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Life of Revival. My name is Zachary Weber. I'm your host this morning, and I'm also the pastor of the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. It is so good to be with you today. Welcome. I'm so glad you're listening. Hey, I want to invite you to church this morning at the River Church. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We call our Sunday morning service the main event. It's a time where we come together in one accord, in one place. We worship the King of Kings. We fellowship with each other. Come on, the River Church, it's full of people on fire for God. They love the Lord. They love people. They love each other. So we would love to see you this morning, 10 a.m. The River Church. We're located at 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. You can also go to our website, therivercoshocton.com. You can get additional information online. Uh, if you're not doing it already, you should definitely follow us on social media. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash therivercoshocton. You can catch some videos on there as well as live streams of our services. You can also follow us on Instagram at rivercoshocton. We post pictures of our outreaches, our services, our special revivals. We would love for you to be a part of what God is doing in our city. Look, God doesn't have small plans for anybody. God does not have small plans for Coshocton. We are engaging God and believing him that everything heaven has for our city will be made manifest. We're going after what God has for us in our prayers, in our actions, in our words, in our deeds, our time, talents, and treasures. We believe in giving everything to the Lord because he gave everything for us. Come on, be a part of what God's doing. 10 a.m., the main event, the River Church. We'd love to see you there. Well, once again, it's so good that you're listening this morning. I want to go ahead and play a clip from one of our Sunday morning services. This is actually me. This is my testimony of how the Lord touched me when I was 18 years old. So I hope that this is a blessing to you. Let's go ahead and play the clip right now. So we know the book of Matthew says, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Why? Yeah. Someone tell me, why? They shall be filled. Shall be filled. Someone's, yeah. someone's paid attention yeah. for the past several months. <laughs> blessed are you who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Why? You'll be filled. Well, for you to be filled, you need to be empty. Empty of what? The world. So it says, um, have, you, have you ever been in a place where you're not hungry for God like you should be hungry for God? Well, why is that? You're filling yourself with something. You're going to fill yourself with something. Something? You're going to eat something. Listen, it's like maybe, Miss, you've done this. You've made food. And some of mom's in here. You've made food. And you call the family, call the kids in. Oh, I made food. And then they come, they pick out the food. And you just spent hours making the food, and then they pick out the food. Why? Well, they've been eating something else. They've been eating junk food all day. 
They have a bunch of candy they've been eating. They're just eating a bunch of Joe's. Uh, I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an angel. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I remember when I was when I was young. Mom would set food in front of me, like sauerkraut stuff I didn't like, uh, sweet potatoes. <sighs> And she said it in front of me. I would cry. I'd sit in there. I'm like, maybe my tears will move her. I'm crying. I don't want it, Bobby. I don't want it. Eat it. She'd make me eat it. Why? She knew it was good for me. And that's, as your pastor, I have to do that sometimes. I know people get cranky. They get all upset. Oh, why are you preaching on this? Stop. Change the subject. Don't touch on this right now. And I said, eat it. You're going to eat it. And I just end up crying. I don't want it. And you're going to eat it because it's good for you. You need your vegetables. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to eat that. You're going to sit there and you're going to like it. So you gotta, you got to empty yourself. When you're in a position and you're not hungry for God like you need to be hungry for Him, you empty yourself of the junk food you're eating throughout the week. What do you mean junk food? Well, okay. Well, you, do you really want me to touch on the junk food? No, just change the subject, Pastor. You're good. Just keep on going. Oh, I'll touch on the junk food. That, listen, some things people eat throughout the week. Uh, come on. Uh, movies? Television? Listen, the sewage that comes through the television. Uh, so junk food, you, you clear yourself out. Uh, come on. Things that, uh, books, movies, television, music. Not to even saying some things are necessarily sin, but if it's taking your, if it's taking your appetite from the things of God, then it's an issue for you now, isn't it? Listen, some things, all things are free and lawful for me to do, but not all things are beneficial. Not all things are expedient for me to do. So you remove the things, and Jesus talked about this, removing things that don't produce eternal fruit in your lives. You need to remove the things that aren't producing any eternal fruit. Now I'm talking about people who want to be hungry for God. I'm talking about people who want to be on fire for God. If you just want to be run-of-a-mill Christian, I just want to be an everyday, I want to be a nominal everyday Christian. I want to go. I don't want to get convicted. I don't want to, I don't want to. No, if that's what you want to be, I got a church you can go to. And you can go there and you can cool off. I do. I have a list of churches. If people aren't happy here, I have another church. And that's fine. That's okay. That is okay for people to go. This isn't for everybody. I'm talking about people who are sold out to the things of God. That's what this church is for. You're sold out. You're on fire. You're 110% for the things of God. I'm going to go. I'm going to charge hell with a dry water pistol. Amen. I'm going to go to the deep things of God. And I'm going to have the fire of God. I'm going to live in the fire. I'm not going to get on fire and cool off. Get on fire and cool off. I'm not going to be like that. So things in your life that's not producing eternal fruit, you cut those things. Things that are distracting you from Jesus, things that are distracting you from more of God, you need to get rid of those things. You need to allow God to come and trim those things, prune those things out of you. You need the fire to come in and burn those things out of you. Because if you are already full when you come into a meeting like this, you will not be in a position to receive anything else God has for you. I could pray for you. I could pray for you and put my hand on your head till you go bald. I mean, you're gonna get anything. I might as well have prayed for a pillow. At least there's faith in the pillow. There's more faith in the pillow than in you. You don't want to dirty yourself throughout the week. You want to keep yourself clean. You want to keep yourself pure. Amen. 
So cultivating that hunger, removing things that take the place of God, removing your soul food. Now, this is my soul food. <laughs> Amen. This is where I wind down at the end of the day is, is the word, is, is prayer. When I as a young man, 18 years old, I, I didn't know what I was crying out for. I got hungry. I got thirsty. I would set things aside that I normally spend my time doing, hobbies, things like that. So I began to set things aside that were taking my time, consuming my time. I wanted to spend more time in the presence of God than anything else. He should be my number one because he says, don't have any other gods before me. And I, I made that happen in my life. So I began to cry out to God. I didn't know what I was crying out for. I was just crying out because I seen anyone ever used of God had a touch from God. They could look back to the encounter from God and say, that's where God touched me. And everything they did out of their ministry came out of that encounter for the Lord. We already talked about Paul. Every word came out of his encounter he had with Jesus. So I cried out really a year seeking God, but a week of crying out to God. Monday morning, Lord, Lord, and this is why I pray. If I'm anointed of you, then touch me. I knew he called me in the ministry. You didn't have to tell me that. I knew when I was eight years old, I was going to be a preacher. Lord, if I'm anointed for ministry, touch me. I didn't know what the anointing was. I didn't know what touch me meant. I thought touch me meant, I mean, uh, someone would stand over me and uh, wave a hand over me. And, oh, I got to touch God. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know. I fell out in the power before. I didn't, I didn't know. I, but I just knew I wanted more of God. And that's the only verbiage I could find that could reach God. Lord, if I'm anointed of you, touch me. Monday night. Lord, if I'm anointed of you, then touch me. Monday, sleeping, wake up in the middle of the night, raise my hands. Lord, if I'm anointed, if you touch me, pull the covers over, go back to sleep. I wanted to have an encounter with God. Wednesday, Lord, if I'm anointed, touch me. Thursday, God, if you've called me to ministry, touch me. Lord, if you want to use me, you better touch me. I said, because I'm not going to be able to use if you don't touch me. How can I talk about a God I've never had an encounter with? Saturday, Lord, I mean intense. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i shutting everything else off. I'm getting in the Word. I'm listening to anointed ministers, uh, you know, on the stereo. I'm praying. Well, now Sunday comes. And I didn't go to church Sunday because the church I was going to, it, was, it just wasn't spirit-filled. It was evangelical. It was the nice thing they had going. But there's no spirit of God other than the worship. Amen. So I went and I didn't go Sunday morning and then mom and dad, they were off in Pennsylvania. Mom was ministering. So I figured I got the whole house to myself. I'm going to chill today. <laughs> now it was Sunday night and I was playing for a night of just video games, you know, a kid at a time. And I was just playing on that. And I knew there was church tonight. I wasn't going to go to church because I knew if I was going to get a touch from God, it wouldn't be there. That was the last place I'd get a touch from God, church. You go around to some churches, you understand what I'm talking about. Candlestick removed talked about that a few weeks ago, the seven churches, the dead church, the lukewarm church, the church that lost its first love. So I, I, uh, I, I went and it was a Sunday night and it was about, church was about to start and I could have still made it, but I went to the kitchen, I got me some sun chips and I got a Pepsi and I had my chips, Doritos, whatever, and I was ready to lock myself in the room all night and play video games. So, amen. So I was on my way in my bedroom and as I'm on my way in my bedroom, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. He says, go to church tonight. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, Lord, there's no way I'm going to go to church tonight. I said, my parents are gone. I got the house to myself. I said, I, I don't want to go to that church. I'll leave more empty than I walked in. So I'm walking back to my room, and, and this time it stopped me, the voice. And he said, go to church tonight. And I knew the voice of God. I said, no. <laughs> I said, Lord, I'm not going to church tonight. I said, I got the 
house to myself. I got video games. I said, Lord, I'll pray Bible later tonight, but I don't, I don't want to go to church. Third time I'm walking into my room and he said, go to church tonight. And it stopped me dead in my tracks. I said, Lord, I'll go to church tonight. And as soon as I said that, Lord, I'll go to church tonight. I said it out loud because he spoke to me. I spoke back to him. Amen. As soon as I said it out loud, I felt in my spirit the Lord was going to touch me that night. And I mean, I was so excited. You know, that's why I say you could come in here. You come in expecting you're not going to leave the same way you walked in. You come in faith. You come in faith. The Lord is going to touch me this Sunday. The Lord's going to touch me tonight. You come in like that. If you come in expecting nothing, you'll leave receiving nothing. And that's a good deal. You came. I got what I expected. Nothing. I left with nothing. You should always come in here expecting something. Amen. Hallelujah. So I, I, as, soon as, as soon as I said that, I knew the Lord was going to touch me that night. And my little dog, Jinxie, she's a little white, cute Bashan. I picked her up and I began shaking. I said, Jinxie, I said, the Lord's going to touch me tonight. And I threw her back down on the couch and she starts shaking. She goes behind a pillow and just starts shaking. <laughs> well, if you know Jinxie, she shakes at everything. <laughs> so I get in my car and I walk into the building. Now you see the Lord has a fire for you. And sometimes the fire isn't going to come the way you thought the fire was going to come. You come, okay, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to go in. The Lord's going to touch me this way. I'm going to go, come back Sunday night. And then Zach's, Pastor Zach is going to call me out, lay hands on me. I'm going to fly into the wall. And this is going to be wonderful. <laughs> and people have preconceived ideas of how he's going to touch you. Uh, I don't know how he's going to touch you. I just know he's going to touch me. He's touched me, I mean, in the strangest ways and, and places. In my car, I'm in my car. I'm singing, Lord, you are more beautiful uh, than diamonds. Uh, singing to the Lord, and the fire of God falls on me in my car. So it doesn't come like you think a lot of the times. I walked in the church that night. So I won't go through the whole story. Let's just say I ended up in the front row. <laughs> so if you guys know the whole story, it's humorous. And I end up in the front row because uh, I moved there. <laughs> Or second to the front row. I'm sorry. I, I would have been, they would have thought I was a heathen had I been in the front row because they were all in the back three rows. So there's like a two pew gap of where no one was and then me. So I was there in front of everybody. And then the very end of the service, they sung a worship song. I closed my eyes. I lifted my hands. And I can't tell you what it felt like other than pins and needles. Not that we go by the feelings, but the feelings are there. And the fire of God so fell on me, I was weeping uncontrollably, and I was laughing. Have you ever weeped and laughed at the same time? <laughs> Amen. That's what I was doing. I mean, Paul said, if I'm beside myself, it's for the glory of God. But he said, if I'm on my right mind, it's for your benefit. I was beside myself. I was weeping. I was laughing. I was crying. And, and, and the Lord spoke to me. He says, I'm going to use your hands. I'm going to use your feet. I'm going to use your mouth. And my hands and my feet begin to burn like fire. <laughs> and then out of my mouth became other tongues. I began speaking in other tongues. And I said, Lord, I'll go to the nations. And I consecrated myself that night to the Lord. Now, since that night, it, it hasn't left me. So everything I've done since that day has been because of the fire on me. It hasn't left me. Every soul that's been one out of the hundreds now that I've led one-on-one, -on -one, some of you have nearly reached a hundred and just one-on-one -on -one here in Coshocton. Every soul that I've led has been from that day. Every sermon I've preached has been from that day. Every, every altar call I've had has been from that day. Everything that's come from my life has been from that day in November of 2008 when the Lord touched me with His fire. And my whole ministry has been birthed from that day. 
You have to, as a child of God, now I'm not even talking about someone in ministry, I'm talking about a believer now. You as a child of God need to look back to a point, to a time, and say that's where he touched me. And if you don't have that day, you need to have that day. Well, how do I have that day? Well, if I haven't said it by now. Hunger, thirst, going after God. Hunger, thirst. You gotta be hungry. I can lay hands on you, but if you're not hungry, you won't receive anything. If you're too full to receive, you need to empty yourself of everything else and you need to fill yourself with him and his presence. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you right now for your fire in this place. Touch every heart in this place, even right now, under the sound of my voice, Father. Begin to fill, even right now, those that are hungry. Begin to fill, even right now, those that are thirsty, Father. Begin to touch, even right now, those that whose hearts are open, whose heart cries out to you. In the name of Jesus, I'll tell you what hunger is. Hunger is crying out in the crowd, like the blind Bartimaeus. Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on me. Hunger is pressing in through the crowd to touch Jesus. Hunger is getting up in a tree. Hunger is ripping a roof off. Hunger is responding to Jesus who's here right now. Hunger isn't just sitting, hallelujah, praise God. That's not hunger. That's religion. Hunger responds. Hunger reaches out. Hunger gets desperate. Hunger will do anything. Praise the Lord once again. That was a clip from one of our Sunday morning services at the River Church. That was my testimony of how the Lord touched me in 2008 when I was 18 years old. The fire of God fell on me and my life has never ever been the same. And I want to tell you one touch from God in your life will never be the same. Today could be your day where the Lord touches you. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. God is watchful and willing to perform his word in your life from the beginning all the way to the end. If you think about it, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, he's a Bible performer. And when we come to the Lord on the basis of his word, he always acts. He always moves. The Bible says that, that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he's looking for somebody that he can show himself strong on their behalf. I pray when the eyes of the Lord come over Kishokton, he sees you crying out to him, that he sees people that he can use. You know, the Lord spoke to me back in 2012. He said, Zach, there's another generation of ministers in Coshocton, Ohio. They just don't know who I am yet. There are people that God wants to raise up in our city to do great things. Come on, if you're a believer, you need to be praying and pressing into God. You need to be going outside the four walls of the church, seeking and saving that which is lost. Your next door neighbor might be the next Billy Graham. That homeless person at the art park might be somebody that God wants to use to shake whole regions, to shake whole communities. The Bible says that God takes the beggar from the dunghill and sets him among princes. Come on, God wants to use every single one of his people in Coshocton, Ohio, to tell the world that Jesus saves, Jesus heals, and Jesus delivers. And we can start right here in our community in Coshocton, Ohio. Paul said, 
that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the power of God. Jesus said in Acts 1 and verse 8, you will receive power power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. God wants to put his power on you. He wants to put his fire on you. He wants to anoint you with his Holy Spirit so that you can go outside the four walls and demonstrate and tell a lost and dying city that Jesus is alive. I want to invite you to come this morning to the River Church right here in Coshocton, Ohio. Our service begins at 10 a.m. We call our service, the main event, because it's a time where we come together and celebrate everything Jesus is doing. You know, a lady called me one time. She was from up in Akron. Well, she heard about our church right here in Coshocton. She heard God was moving in our church. Well, she so desperately wanted God to touch her. She heard about my testimony, how the Lord touched me. Well, she wanted that. So she calls me in the middle of the week and uh, somehow got a hold of my personal cell phone number. She said, Pastor Zach, she said, I want to come and visit your church. She said, but I really, I am so desperate for a touch from God and I want you to pray for me. She said, so which service should I come to? I noticed that you have multiple services. So which one should I come to? You know, at that time we were doing a Sunday night service too. She said, should I come Sunday morning or Sunday night or, or to a Wednesday? She said, cause I know some churches, they believe in the power of God, but you know, Sunday mornings, they don't really demonstrate it out of fear of offending people. And I just started to laugh. I said, lady, you just pick a service and win a prize. We allow God to move. We allow the Holy Spirit to move and any one of our services. Whenever we come together, it's the Holy Spirit service. He can do whatever he wants to do. And I said, lady, if you come hungry and you come thirsty and you come expecting to receive God from God, he will touch you. He's going to do it. All the promises of God are yea, and through Christ, they are amen. You know, God doesn't just dangle a carrot out on a stick for us that when we reach out, he takes it away. No, he wants us to come after him. The Bible says, that faith pleases God. And when you come to God in faith and expectancy, he's going to move. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if you're going to come to the river, I want to encourage you to just come like that. Just come expecting healing. Come expecting a financial miracle. Come expecting a, a, a miracle in your marriage or with your children, lost loved ones coming home to be with the Lord. Come expecting not from man, but from Jesus. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lord. He's the way maker. He's the miracle worker. He's the healer. He's the provider. He's our shepherd. And he wants us to lack nothing. So we want to invite you to come out this morning, 10 a.m. Our address is <clears throat> 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. You can get additional information at theriverkoshocton.com. You can also follow us on social media, facebook.com slash theriverkoshocton. Also on our website or through social media, submit prayer requests if you'd like to agree, if you'd like us to agree with you in prayer. We would be happy to, to do that and believe God with you over things that you are, are praying about and, and believing God for. We'd also love to hear testimonies of things God is doing in your life. Feel free to send us a testimony. We would would love to praise God with you. You know, John the Baptist said in Matthew chapter three, he said, I baptize you with water, but there cometh one after me who's mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He, talking about Jesus, he shall baptize you in the Holy Ghost and 
fire. Jesus wants us to be baptized. Yeah, sure, we need to be water baptized. But he also wants us to be baptized in his spirit and with the fire of God. Hebrews says that our God is an all-consuming fire. There's a verse in Psalms that says he makes his angels the winds and he makes his servants flames of fire. He wants us to be a flame of fire. Amen. Jesus said, I would that you be hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. You know, uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up that inner fire that's in you by the means of the laying on of my hands at your ordination. God wants us to have an inner fire. In fact, it says in Romans, always be burning with zeal, serving the Lord enthusiastically. He wants us to have that burning fire. The prophet said, your word is like a fire. Shut up in my bones. Do you have that fire do, or do you have religion and tradition. There are many people who used to have the fire. Today, they just blow smoke. They look good. They talk good. They come to service. They may even pay their tithes, but they're really just blowing smoke. Someone says, well, how do I know if I have the fire? Friend, you know. That's like saying, how do I know if an elephant walked on me? You don't have to wonder. You know if an elephant walked on you. Friend, God is much bigger than an elephant. He's the creator of heaven and earth. And when he touches you and when his fire is on you, you know that it's there. Amen. In fact, other people will notice. They'll be drawn to you. But here's how you can tell. Are you producing eternal fruit for the kingdom of God? Eternal fruit eternal fruit. In other words, in a hundred years, will it remain? What do I mean by that? Are you winning souls? When was the last time that you led someone personally one-on-one -on -one, to Jesus? When was the last time you went out of your way to share the gospel with your neighbor or a friend or a family member or a total stranger? You know, God wants a fire on the inside of you that you can't help but tell the world that he loves them and that he is Lord. You can tell when you have that first love for the Lord and you can't shut up about him. You got to let everybody know that he loves them and that he's Lord. I want to pray with everybody that's listening this morning. If you're listening, maybe you've never given your life to the Lord, but you say, today is the day. I want to give my life to God. You know, the Bible says that we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God and that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Friend, you are a whosoever. Today is your day of liberty. Today is your day of freedom. Today is your day of salvation. If you're not 100% sure that if you died today that you would go to heaven Today, you can know for sure. Hallelujah. So if that's you, maybe number one, you've never given your life to the Lord, but you say, I want to do that. Number two, if you're listening and you, you maybe you're not serving the Lord the way you should, you've given your life to God and days gone by, but today you've grown cold. You've lost that first love. You've lost that fire that you once had, but you say, you know what? Today, I want that back. The Bible says he'll restore the joy of your salvation. He'll restore that joy that you once had in serving him. Today, you can have that back. Number three, maybe the devil's always lying to you and telling you you're, that you're not really saved. But today you just want to make sure that if you breathed out your last breath, you would go home and be in the arms of Jesus. If that's you listening right now, I want you to pray this prayer with me, with your heart and your lips out loud. One prayer fits all. Today is your day. And I believe as you pray this prayer, something's going to happen. Say this with me out loud. Say, dear Lord Jesus, Say it. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, 
Come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Thank you that you died for me. I believe you've risen from the dead and you're coming back again for me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me a hunger for the things of God and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now just declare this, say, I am saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Now just say amen. Now I want to say this to you. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, all your sins are forgiven you right now. We would love to hear from you. You can go to theriverkashockton.com, go to the contact section. Let us know you prayed that prayer and we will send something to you that will help you in your walk with God. Friend, welcome to the family of God. It's so important that you get plugged into a good church. You're welcome to join us this morning, The River Church, 10 a.m. Uh, our address is 212 South 7th Street, Coshocton, Ohio. We would love to see you that, there. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. I love you. Jesus loves you. And we'll see you next week. Uh, 8.30 a.m. Life of Revival. God bless you. We would love for you to join us at the River Church this morning at 10 a.m. For additional information about our church, you can go on our website at www.therivercoshopton.com.